Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Hello, this is Dulcie Wright with Love in Action. Today we are talking to Annette Peterson, who has been teaching shamanic astrology and bringing powerful insights and um, capabilities to people through a very old modality. Hello, Annette. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Annette, I know that astrology has been around for thousands and thousands of years, um, and I know nothing, very little, about the shamanic aspect. Can you give us some background and some understanding, maybe contrast what you do with traditional astrology? You know, we look in the newspaper and get our, get our astrology reading every morning. Um, How is this different? Hmm... Very good question. It's different in quite a few ways. What most people read in the newspapers focuses on our sun sign. And that practice was actually started about 100 years ago when a newspaper columnist thought that they had hit on a great idea to write a column for people's astrology. (laughs) And the easiest sign to track is the sun sign. And that is how we got more used to thinking of ourselves as being our sun sign. Now, our our sun sign definitely does play a very important role, but we are more moon-based. And there are other aspects and other planets that form a creation team within ourselves. And when we actually go in and look at those and find out how they work with us and how they work for us, then we're able to work within our own natural rhythms and come more into integration with ourselves and integrity. Oh, I love how you um, how you name the other planets as our creation team. Mm-hmm. Um, that just feels very empowering and takes some of the the mystery and the fear out of it, for, at least for me. Exactly, exactly. And another thing that this type of astrology does is it's, it's participatory. It's self-discovery, um, self-illumination. <laughs> it answers a lot of questions that you might have about yourself, such as, why do I feel like I have a split personality? <laughs> you know, I don't fit into this role model of you know, being a cancer sign. And it takes a lot of mystery out of it. And it's really wonderful when we 
do that self-discovery for ourselves because it becomes very personal and we're able to find our own answers within which oh i like i like that find uh, that it it you did my my chart and gave me a reading a couple of weeks ago and what I loved was at first when I saw the information it was just all all like reading Greek which I don't have a grounding in mm-hmm. but as you explained things to me I just had such it was like oh yeah that makes sense and um, the two things that are coming to mind is the position of the Venus and the Mercury, what what do those mean um, in shamanic uh, astrology? Um, let's fill people in on that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that this type of astro chart reading does is there are no bad aspects. And it works with an archetype system. And an archetype can be easily explained by uh, one of the best examples, especially since we're coming up on Easter weekend, is if we look at the symbol of the Christian cross or crucifix. When we look at that, we instantly understand the history behind it, um, what it stands for, um, the life of Christ, his teachings. Just that one symbol gives us a wealth of information about it, and that is an archetype. So the signs are archetypal. So even though we just have a sign of, say, Leo, (laughs) we'll know that Leo carries all these wonderful qualities within it. And also that it it doesn't have to be set in stone. There are levels. If we're looking at Leo, for example, Leo can be um, someone on center stage in the spotlight all the time very very charismatic and yet on the other side of the scale it could be showing up just as you sitting at home and realizing that you are the king or queen of your own life just that simple oh I like that I Mm -hmm. like that and and how many how many of us as women in the workplace feel that we wear our crowns at our job Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Th- because women wear so many, so many hats and have so many roles, roles in this in this current society. <laughs> but stepping back and and being crowned in whatever endeavor you are is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And another thing that Leo uh, stands for is a creator, and to ah. create. To create just for creation's sake. It it doesn't have to become anything or mean anything. It's just the act of creation. You know, it could be it could be writing, it could be making dinner. <laughs> it could be that simple. That's what Leo just loves doing that. It's it's wonderful. Wow. That's something I didn't realize about about the the archetype of Leo. Um and mm-hmm. yet isn't Leo a fire sign? Leo is a fire sign, indeed. And and fire is a very creative, mm-hmm. uh, elemental form of energy. Mm-hmm. 
and also within that comes um, the firelight of illumination illuminating your life illuminating ahas <laughs> um, yes the warmth within um, finding your passion well that's something that that um, all of us on this call are very interested in is is finding and being in touch with our passion and manifesting it in the world in such a way mm-hmm. that we that our feet are on the right path. I know that you um, that you did a chart for um, Nikki Davis. Mm-hmm. And um, Nikki, I believe you're on the call today. Yes. Um, what did what did you find working? What were the ahas that you experienced with Annette? Well, you know, I absolutely love the chart reading and the subsequent follow-up calls to explain the readings. What I found really illuminating about it is, and that's a question I want to ask Annette, uh, Annette, when you're working with these charts, I notice that you work with whole house as opposed to exact degree. And for some people, it doesn't make a difference, but for me, it made a huge difference. Can you explain why you utilize the whole house system as opposed to exact degree? Mm-hmm. Excellent question also. Um, because we're, we are using the older forms of astrology. So we're going back, back, back to uh, the monolithic times when they had everything lined up. You know, for the equinox, sun comes through this window and comes through that window. And they used um, more of a whole house system also. And what that does is it allows those houses to fall within archetypes of their own. So instead of having a house that's split by degrees, you're falling within that house. Of course, the degrees actually do um, have an impact on that because, as I just said, you're going to have levels of that archetype. So that might affect you know, to what, to which end of the measuring stick for the archetype you might embody and embrace. But it still allows you to explore that entire archetype for you to see what really, really fits for you. And that's why we use the whole house system. So, Annette, um, for those of us who are not familiar with house systems? What can you explain that that template? What does a um, I know that there are twelve signs of the zodiac, but what does the house mean? Mm-hmm. And this is where we go into the moon, um, and why astrology is is really much more based on the, the lunar cycles. The moon will move into a new sign every two and a half-ish days. It will move into a new house approximately every two to two and a half hours. Wow. Oh, I didn't realize that. Did Mm -hmm. not know that. Mm -hmm. So that's why (laughs) if we have your time of birth, it's really very helpful. We don't have to have it. We can still get a lot of information, but your time of birth will give that house placement um, 
and then just add more depth to your chart understanding. Now, a lot of a lot of astrologers um, don't use the whole house system, which is absolutely wonderful, and it definitely works for them. And they have a lot of fantastic information to offer, also. And they will have more of a numbered house system, you know, whereas this particular house will cover your home and your experiences, and um, another house will cover other aspects of it. When we're using the whole house system and we're going into the archetypes, we are then able to create somewhat of a relationship because we're already familiar with the archetypes of the sign. So it's, it, it's just a little bit more condensed and familial, if we might say that. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Nikki? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just really deep. <laughs> I think about all the astrological readings I've had and um, just listened to on calls, and it's just so much information. And I know when we had our reading and consultation, I mean, it just really just condensed all the information, like you said, and it made it just more, I would say, I hate to use the term, but user-friendly. So I didn't have to Google and Google things. And as you know, with astrology, is extraordinarily complex. And I mean, you just, mm -hmm. there's just so much out there. And it's also being mindful of what's out there, too. And I really appreciate that there are no bad aspects, as you say. Because there's some astrologers out there who are doom and gloom. Mm. And, um, and so this is just really awesome because it just works with everybody, I feel. Mm -hmm. And it's also, this type is not predictive. Right. Some some forms are, and they'll say, oh, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And this is not predictive in, in that way, if that makes sense. It just tells you more about who you are and how you work within your own world and how you can optimize that. And it also helps you to improve relationships with other people because then you start recognizing the archetypes in other people and you say, oh, wow, you know, now I understand something about you that was puzzling me before or now I understand better how to communicate with you and, and be understood instead of, you know, back and forth trying to clarify what you were saying. Mm -hmm. so it's really beneficial that way also. Really quite cool. And Dulcie, you had asked me a question <laughs> a few minutes ago about, um, I do believe you had asked me about Venus and Mercury. Yes, yes. The, I, you had said that they reflect the male and female aspects. Oh, no, Venus and Mars. I'm sorry. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Venus and Mars, that they uh, reflect the inner male and female aspects of each person that you work with. Correct. And um, I've noticed that since since we last chatted about uh, my Mars and Venus, um, I've had a lot more patience with both myself and my partner. Um, my, my Venus is in Aries, which is a fire sign and very direct and very... Um, forthcoming 
and my Mars is in Gemini, which is uh, both ends in the middle. And I've noticed that sometimes, um, sometimes I get my bossy boots on, and I just, I just don't want to hear anybody else's opinion because I know I'm right. I know how to get things done. And darn it all, if they just listened to me and cooperate, things would go a heck of a lot smoother. <laughs> Until I take a breath and realize, oh my gosh, I've just about strangled them. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since I'm in the middle of moving, uh, my bossy boots, well, I've got hip boots on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and my family is just kind of, they're wide-eyed and, and uh, pussyfooting around going, ooh, don't make mom mad. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> That's funny. I am so glad to hear that, that um, it has helped Im- improve the relationship. Um, one of the things about discovering your your inner male and female is it's two components of of you it's your yin and your yang 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 <laughs> it's your giving and receiving you know the inner feminine is the receiver the inner masculine is the giver you know one is action and one is passive and and like you said, and and Nikki can attest to this also, and gosh, so can I, because I'm the exact opposite of Dulcie. <laughs> is that when you um, discover and investigate the inner masculine and the inner feminine, then you start to understand yourself a lot better. You don't feel like a dual personality anymore. And and you feel more whole. And you're not looking for the opposite gender outside of yourself. Oh, boy. Howdy for that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if, if we're going to take myself, for example, I have a Gemini Ven- Venus and an Aries Mars. And before I did this, that's exactly what I was doing. Anytime that I was dating or in a relationship, I was looking for that Aries in my partner. You know, you have to be Aries because you're the male and that's the male in my life and that's what I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to have. And of course it fell flat on its face every single time because I was expecting someone else to give me what was already internal that I hadn't seen. Wow. There were bells and whistles that just went off in my reality. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so now um, I, I'm able to see that, you know, I, I love to be outdoors. I don't mind being dirty. I can go f- first. I can take the lead. And I realize it's not that I'm being bossy. It's not that I'm being too much of a tomboy and don't have any feminine qualities. It's part of me. You know, it's natural for me. And so I was able to accept that part of me. It eliminated, at least eased up 90% of my negative self-talk regarding that. That was very helpful. Very helpful. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Well, it it just dispelled a huge issue in my life to have you explain it that way. I have said that the love of my life was a Gemini man that I haven't seen for 
nigh on 30 years. And I just realized that all the qualities I adore in him are the qualities I've got in myself. Mm. So he's now off the hook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that... I, don't, I don't have to pine for him anymore. There you go. Oh, Woo-hoo. thank you, thank you. I I, uh, I appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and then we go into the Mercury. We'll cover that. Mercury is your communication and thinking style, which is always very interesting to figure out. Um Mine is Leo. Nikki, what was yours again, hon? Uh, Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh, okay. So if if can I use you as an example, Nikki? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. So Nikki has an inner Venus of Pisces. Um, her masculine or, or Mars is Aries. And then she has a Capricorn communication style. So she, um, in a very brief overview and jump in there if you want to add anything to this Nikki Nikki really sees all of life as being connected she loves to take action and directed action and it's almost instinctive directed action she knows exactly what needs to be done right now let's go but that Capricorn is very earthy and likes systems So when she's thinking about something or taking action, her mind is immediately going to line up all the steps. And it's not something Mm -hmm. she has to really think about. It just happens for her. And that is also the way that she will be communicating with people. But her focus is always going to be that, that directed action to bring everything together in a harmonious way through these logical steps. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to figure out what directed action do I take when she was able to realize those three things, all of a sudden, I do believe, things started to click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I would have to say that because it's like kind of a process of getting my portfolio up and you know, I'm you know, very creative and I just love action. And so I notice it's like, you know, there's like so many steps when you do like a website. So I notice those things are coming together. And for me, since I have a lot of fire on my chart and since I love action so much, I wasn't really re- being receptive to a lot of things. And so I notice when I incorporate the Pisces element, it's been really helped me a lot because at least I, my interpretation of the Pisces is it's working with a lot of the unseen. So unlike a lot of designers and artists out there, they'll get the image and then they'll just work with that image. For me, it's like literally have to go out in nature or go do something and then I'll get bits and snippets of how to go about a design. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still comes out looking great. I mean, I had an ad, ad agency person look at stuff that I did, and he really liked it. Just my process is just totally different from his. But the result is still the same. It's still aesthetically pleasing. It's still, you know, beautiful composition and color. And mm-hmm. so that's what I noticed having Pisces, and I also noticed that I've been burnt out a lot because of just, just being so action-oriented. Mm-hmm. 
I know if I could, it feels good now just to be, I don't want to say passive, but I could just be more receptive. I guess I could just be more chill instead of always having to jump in and do the action, you know. And never one where someone has to say, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that, because I've already done it or I'm planning to do it. So in this sense, it's been great just to have this component to where I can actually rest now and actually step back. So I think that's been revelatory as opposed to having a traditional reading where that didn't come out. Excellent, excellent. I know it, it's funny because <laughs> you, like me, saw a few aspects or archetypes in your chart and, and you weren't lining up with it at first. You're kind of like, right. uh, this is not me. And I did the right. same thing. I did the same thing with my chart. This is not me. But yet when we were looking at the different levels um, and the different gradations of the archetypes, we were finally able to hit on something. I think it, maybe it was the collage that, that helped you Yeah, yeah. that I sent yeah. out. And you went, oh, it doesn't have to mean that, that Pisces is all airy, dreamy, and in service to spirit, and will give their life up to be Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah, and don't eat a kidney, and, you know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because while that can be a Pisces trait, it's not your version of right. Pisces. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. I just, yes. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. This is Connie. Oh, no. and, hi, Connie. Um, hi there. I have a question in regards to um, how this all this chart or reading comes about. Since I'm new to this, would you be able to kind of um, roughly explain the whole process of it and the um, – I guess give a little bit explanation of the planets and signs or the archetypes so mm -hmm. that I can understand a whole overview of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very true. You can basically do this type of reading on your own. There are uh, free sites out there that allow you to run your chart. AstroDeans is one, and Astro.com is another. Um, it's not going to give you your house your whole house sign, but that's okay because you still get a lot of information out of it. And what you're looking for um, at first is going to be what zodiac sign is your Venus associated with and your Mars and your Mercury and, of course, your sun, which you'll know, and maybe your noon. And that's going to give you that initial team to work with. Um, if that makes sense. So you're not on your chart. You're not looking to see where those planets fall in on the outer rim. They usually have a symbol for the planet, and then right next to it, they'll have a symbol for the zodiac sign. And that's what yes. you're looking for. Okay, so that's, that's what you're looking for. Um, the archetypes are actually divided up into three different groups. Um, you probably heard a lot of um, astrologers talking about fixed signs, mutable signs, and your cardinal signs. Yes. And um, these archetypes are divided up pretty much in the same grouping, but there's a bit of a different terminology to it. The cardinal signs are going to be called your householder signs. And those are the builders of the world. And they're going to go in different levels. And there's one for each element. So cancer is a water sign, and that's the builder of a safe home and family. 
Then you've got Capricorn, which is Earth, which will go more into your cities and your cultures to, to build and administrate those. Libra is relational agreements. Could be, you know, like lawyers in the legal system. And then Aries is going to be the defenders and the protectors. And that doesn't mean that they have to be like a, a military <laughs> type of person, but they can, you know, they can speak up for what they believe in, you know, and, and watch out for possible, you know, faux pas or, or dangers. And these householders or cardinal signs are also, they're, they're looking at the long term and a generational view. And then we go into the fixed signs, which are also called self-interest. That doesn't mean they are conceited. <laughs> and, and let me explain that. They're going to do an experience solely for the sake of the experience. Um, like we talked about Leo. Leo likes to create just because of the creation process. Taurus loves to experience physical things. Uh, they're Epicureans. Uh, you know, they love rich fabrics. They love the beauty in the home. They love massages. Anything that has to do with their own personal physical space. Just, you know, for that experience. Scorpio loves intensity and aliveness and will probably push the envelope. They're going to experience. They're going to experience the wild adventures just because it's a wild adventure, and they can. <laughs> Aquarius wants to expand consciousness, and also will do that just you know to expand consciousness. How can I do that within myself? How can I do that within the world? You know, what, whatever way I can do it, Aquarius will do that. Then we move into the mutable or the in service to spirit, where we have Virgo, which will be a priestess or a priest. And that is from not so much from a, a modern day priest or priestess. That will be taken also from the ancient ways, where the priest or priestess was learning about and working with the natural rhythms, the cycles of the planet. Um, if we're looking at it in a modern day terminology, they would be the farmer's almanac. <laughs> ah, got it. Exactly. So they know when to plant. They know when to do this. <laughs> they know when to do that. And then they bring it to the people. It's not like they want to keep it all for themselves and do this thing secretly. They bring that information out to the people. And they can do mm -hmm. that through ceremony or a ritual or um, what I'm doing right now, this call. This would be considered... Uh, uh, yeah. A priestess activity. Excellent. Then we go into Pisces, and they are the healers and the helpers. Uh, Sagittarius um, uh, tends to their own liberation. And Gemini um, has no rules, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't play by anybody's rules, but is in service to spirit and is usually... Um, something of a coyote spirit. Um, they do it through a lot of humor. You know, George Carlin is an excellent example of that. Because mm -hmm. you know? ah. he highlights the most ridiculous things. But he makes uh -huh. us laugh. He makes us laugh about it 
And then he makes us think and say, think about it. <laughs> seriously, we actually do that. Why do we call it a driveway and we drive on the parkway? That makes, that makes <laughs> no sense. It <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> and these are called mutable signs because what they do is they, they heal and they help and they bring about evolution and transition through their own experience of it. So where it says mm-hmm. Pisces is a healer, that doesn't mean it's a hands-on healer. That they're healing yes. through example. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, I you are. gave a lot oh. of clarity. Oh, good. Excellent. 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 And then, of course, with their, you know, the, the bits of the elements are woven in there also. So your fire signs are going to be about intuition and action, actional force. Um, air is objective, awareness, and things unseen. You know, even the fairy realm comes into that, our thoughts. Water um, is the emotional realm. And it's also what, what you would call, mm, it's like the our hearts. Um, when we see something in distress, our heart goes out to it. Yes. That would be within the water realm. And earth is a lot about the kinesthetics, um, sensation functions, structure, form. Our very own bodies fall into that because it is it is a structure. Mm-hmm. So discovering how they, they, they work with this. And... Um, Dulcie, I don't think I gave this to you when I did your chart, but I did with Nikki and I did it with myself. Is um, And I can send y'all <laughs> a, a better, um, not a better, but a condensed um, archetype explanation. Oh, that would be, oh, that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. That would be a handy reference, right? Oh. And I asked Nikki, and Nikki, I am so proud and pleased to be working with Nikki because she did the exercises, <laughs> and she actually, <laughs> she actually sat sat down and journaled. She um, and I did this also. She journaled with her with her Venus and her Mars separately. You know, <laughs> how do you feel? What do you need to feel whole? What do you really want to do? And what do you think of the other one? And just let them have their say. They may have some pretty nasty things to say. <laughs> your, your Venus may have some nasty things to say about Mars, but let it out. <laughs> let them have that voice. Yeah, it, it, when I um, was working, asking the questions to my Venus, she said, well, you really should start with him first. <laughs> and take care of his problems, and 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 and. And I, I gave her the project of of decorating the house to keep her out of his business. <laughs> and she's very focused on decor, getting this house created in a fashion that supports all of us here. And she's very. I have to. Well, I, today I was feeling like I needed to put a muzzle on her because. Um, you know, she was feeling 
she has her bossy boots on and they go up to her ears and her her earrings of course match the bossy boots mm-hmm. um, but it's it's been a challenge uh, and she just wants everything done correctly with a good sense of timing um, mm-hmm. and everybody has their place in line mm-hmm. and my my masculine is not like that. He he can be in line at one moment, but then he's over there discovering um, discovering new sele- new solutions mm-hmm. for situations that she's not ready to look at. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just she just wants to tell him what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I have a man, my own partner, who's very much like my Mars. Um, <laughs> I just find that I have to, you know, put give her a slight vacation and step back, take a deep breath, and find the heart of compassion. And see, that's why I say that that journaling and letting them have their own voice is so important because now each one feels um, validated and they feel heard. So you can ask those questions. Are you being too bossy? And you get an honest answer. You don't get a defensive answer. You get an honest answer. And then you can actually take a step back, as you have have noticed and witnessed within your own self. We'll see. And let me ask you this question too: Are you have you been tired in the last few days? A little bit more tired than normal. Um, I've been finding that I've been wanting to take naps mm-hmm. and just having to put everything down and find a pillow and lie down in the most comfortable place I can find. Mm-hmm. And then and I, just, I just go totally unconscious for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Annette, why is that so? I love naps, but they've become <laughs> essential. A lot of that has to do because you're moving and all this stuff is happening. And it also has to do with the eclipse that we're going through. Um, and eclipses always come in pairs, and we had one two weeks ago. We had mm. we had the solar, and now we're doing the lunar, and um, both of them were very big energies. Everything else was going on around them. So yeah, we're um, we're integrating all of that energy, and a lot of times when we get those downloads, we just need to take a nap our body needs to line up with that new stuff. Well, I, and I, and I, I, can, yeah. I can testify to that. I mm-hmm. just needed that integration. And I've been wanting the people around me to take naps because it's like if all of a sudden everybody's got ADHD. Yes, yes. And, and that's why I asked you if you were tired because what I have discovered just recently is that uh-huh. when I when I'm tired or when I'm overworking myself when I'm pushing myself a little bit too hard mm-hmm. that dominant Venus or Mars will be really dominant because they're so used to being dominant that they take over they go you're really tired I know what I'm doing I'm I'm doing it I'm taking it. so they're, oh. they're doing they're doing it bingo. to help bingo, bingo, bingo. They're doing it to help, you know, because they know that you're tired. But then again, you're tired, so you're really not mm, 
you're not as aware or as conscious, and it, it's a little bit by rote, by habit, <laughs> uh -huh. that they take over. And then, of course, because you're tired, they really want to take over so that it gets done so you can take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of the opposite of taking care of yourself, doing everything in a planned, structured fashion, or at least in my reality. It's like get her done so that we can relax rather than take care of yourself so you can get everything done in a logical, easy fashion mm -hmm. and not fool anybody in the process. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Which is a good time to talk about our sun sign. Oh, tell us what's going on with the sun sign. Well, our sun signs are very important to us because that is our fuel. That is what we use to, to keep going. It's our nourishment. When we're feeling overwhelmed, we should do something that's aligned with our sun sign, mm. if that makes sense. So somebody throw a sun sign out for me, and I'll give you an example. Aquarius. Yes, sir. <laughs> Aqu Aquarius. Alrighty. So Aquarius is going to... Um, want to do, you know, pretty much watery things. We're going to do water things. So for a water sign, if we distill it down, go by the water. Take a long bath. Have a nice, cool drink of water in a beautiful glass. Things that simple can really help any water sign. Especially, and if you're an Aquarius and you're doing a water thing like that, if if you look at it from the bigger picture, <laughs> Aquarius might do something like, "I'm going to take a nice long bath, and I'm going to have my water, and I'm going to have you know candles lit up, and this in this the water will be in a beautiful glass." They're going to look at the whole picture instead of just taking a bath. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it doesn't have to be that, but it things along those lines. Okay, so that's what someone with a water sign would do. I know that we have, um, let's see, uh, what would a fire sign do? What would someone with uh, sun and sag do? Uh, anything that has to do with movement. Taking a walk. Anything that has to do with fire, you know, even meditating into the flame of a fire. And you'll be guided to which one to do at one time. But sometimes, and if, if I'm feeling just like I've been sitting here all time and Aries, I have Aries everywhere too. Aries is just like, <laughs> I just have to literally, sometimes I stand up and just shake like a dog. <laughs> and sometimes I, sometimes I take a walk. It's depending on how much time I think I have. Um, anything that warms your heart. Is oh, a good I like thing. that. Yeah, is a good thing for a fire sign to do. And that okay. could be, you know, looking at your children or petting your pet. <laughs> Okay, what about an earth sign? An earth sign is going to want to do something physical that has to do uh, pretty much with 
their physical body. Get a massage. Do something with your hands. If you like gardening, that's wonderful. Um, if you don't like gardening, that's great too. Make do something messy, like make pastry from scratch. Um, painting, yeah. Also, aromatherapy massages. But okay. if you're going to do the if you're going to do the massage and the spa thing, make sure you're on the receiving end. <laughs> it's wonderful to give them, but when you're feeling a little low, you want to be more on the receiving end than the giving end. Okay, that makes sense. And mm-hmm. and earth signs are very engaged in the in the senses. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm an I'm an earth sign, and I do massage and body work, and I find after four or five hours of body work and massage, I'm pretty energized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got to go take care of myself and eat and take a walk. That seems mm-hmm. to be how I how I replenish the um, it the eating it. Right. And good so food we, too. Are you interested in good food, Dulcie? Oh, oh yeah. 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 That's, that's why waste a good hunger. There you go. Exactly. That's where the Epicureanism comes in. <laughs> what if you are like a Gemini or another air sign like that? Gemini. Um, when I've got Gemini, Venus, air signs, um, daydreaming is good for them. Just daydreaming. Especially if you go outside and, and there are puffy clouds to look at and you lay underneath them and daydream. That's awesome. No. Thinking of uh, something fun to do, and especially, did you say Gemini? Especially yes. for for Gemini, it has to be playful. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't go outside and daydream, just doing something playful, mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit mischievous, you know, mm-hmm. like sneaking up and on sneaking up on the dog and going. Boo. No. <laughs> as long as you know the dog's going to look at you and go oh yeah very funny no. <laughs> that's funny now I'm wondering if I have any Gemini in my chart How, if we wanted to get a reading with you Annette um, how do we go about doing that do you have a website I do not have a website at this time which seems a little backwards at this day and age but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay because I've got Gemini in there, and Gemini says I'm going to do it my way, and I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to do the website yet. Um, <laughs> you can definitely contact me via email at okay. cheetah cheetah vibe c h e e t a h v i b e vibe is in vibratory um, at gmail.com okay cheap to vibe at gmail.com indeed or you can give me a call and leave a message let me get my local number well actually I'll give you 480-420-9206 Wonderful. And in addition to to the the charts and the readings, do you do a little bit of um, like coaching in regards to to these charts and helping people understand 
you know, mm-hmm. their aspects. Yes, definitely, because as we've seen, there's it's rather simplistic, but there's still a lot of information and sounds putting, like a lot. Yeah, putting it all together um, can be a little bit daunting in the beginning, <laughs> of course. So um, just having mm-hmm. someone to sit there and guide and say, okay, this is you know, here's some more in depth about that archetype. And how it exactly. might be able to work for you. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like the type where, okay, I have this reading, but now what? What do I do with it? Or how? how exactly. Do I exactly. <laughs> right. You're like, oh yeah. I need a little hand holding in the day, you know. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely, and that's why, um, that's why I say I'm teaching shamanism for the 21st century because we all have that ability to to figure it out, but gravy you know if you're first learning you don't always have the time to do that (laughs) so I absolutely love helping people do that self-discovery and you're so good at it Annette I I felt so well partnered by you and it was almost as if we were reading each other's minds it was Mm -hmm. so easy to grasp the information um, that you were giving me uh, which brings me to the question, when are you going to write your book? Oh, my goodness. My book is in my head. It's a very big book. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about the pocket guide? The pocket guide is, that is a very good idea. Thank you. Um, something that, you know, with just little easy tips, the tidbits seem to come out of your mouth. They just flow. Um, and I just want that little guide in my pocket. It's like, right. okay, what does Annette say about this? Uh-huh. Well, I know she's got something to say. Um, Thank you. That's why I got so excited about this, because it seemed to be a natural for me. And I'm also um, going to start doing these types of charts for pets. Oh, cool. Yes. Um, I already do some animal communication um, workshops, but, um, yeah, a little voice inside my head said, I bet we can do this for pets, too. This would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This would be awesome. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And people are so interested these days in understanding their animals and figuring out what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's a real need for that, Annette. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. Uh, what do you do if you don't know when your pet was born? <sighs> That's where it starts to sound a little woo-woo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the right audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. We ask them. And pet and and the, they tell you, cool. Yeah. I wish my I wish my pets would tell me some things. Now, if you're going <laughs> if you're going to practice asking your pet, you know, when were you born, then we have to get into a little bit different language because they're not going to say January twenty sixth, <laughs> you know, of two thousand three. They're going to say, I was born with my litter mate. And then you're going to say, okay, that makes sense. Thank you, you know, for helping us 
do you remember what time of year it was? Was it hot? Okay. Was it cold? So you're going to have to do a little bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes in there. Okay. You know, do you remember what what season it was? Was it dark out? Was it light out? And the more you ask them and give them space too, give them time to answer because they might have to think about it for a minute. No one has ever asked them, you know. <laughs> when you were before, and they're like, "Whoa, this is this is new," um, and just make it light. Like this is cool that we're both discovering. And normally, what happens is is the more questions you ask them and say thank you about it, the more comfortable they are with thinking about it, and the more that they're actually going to tell you. So you create you create an atmosphere of caring and receptivity and um, hmm, those are those are good things to know. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm exactly. Um, we're going to communicate with them the same way we really want to be communicated with. Absolute res respect and knowing that it's a partnership. And here's an example of that. I have an I have an amazing relationship with a cougar. Yes, a real live mountain lion. Um, wow! From my time at Big Cat Rescue, and uh, she and I talk a lot. She really, 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 really liked me, and I loved her. And I have one or two pictures of her and I, you know close to each other. There was no contact at this facility. But we're really close to each other and you can tell that, you know, we were having <laughs> we were having a visitation. And um I passed that picture on to a friend of mine who is also starting animal communication. And actually I asked him, Have you seen this picture? And he immediately came back to me and said that he got a voice that was very firm but also very gentle and respectful and the voice told him tell Annette that I am very happy that she wants to share our bond but she did not ask me first <gasps> yes so as much as I teach people to respect the animal I had totally not even thought about that and I was like oh my goodness wow. oh mm. wow. what a great teacher and that's totally in fitting with her personality. I had no doubt. I had no doubt it was Artemis. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> wow. But it's hard for us. I mean, in our culture, you know, pets are pets. It's so hard for us to see them. Even when people love them to death and think of them as their children, there's still that, that bit of level, you know, where they're, not quite on on our level, so it can be a little it can be a little tricky or challenging, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I like the I like the perspective that you're that you're giving us, Annette. I I have have had. Oh no! Did we lose her? I think we did. 
Oh, that oh, battery must have gone. Oh my! <laughs> and I did. I got. I got so off topic with my pet. Oh no! It was on topic. It was on topic. Thank you. Because that's part. Because it's part of what you do. It's definitely exactly. part, of, part of what you do. I do have a question, Annette. Yes. That wasn't brought up earlier, and it okay. really relates to. The shamanic, well, I actually have two parts. Like, A, how did you get into this? Because uh-huh. I don't remember how, I think you might have told me, but I don't remember. But you always come up with good stories of how you get into these things, A. <laughs> and that goes with the animal communication, too. And then, B, if you can really also hone in on the uh, nodal parts, the, the south node and the north node, because that's a big part gotcha. of, of what you do as well. Oh, indeed. Yeah, so that'd be cool. In, indeed, yes. How did I how did I get into this? I um stumbled on it like most of us do when we find things that are just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I stumbled on it and I started learning more about it and I started researching it more and it just spoke to me. It was it was just mm-hmm. fascinating. And then someone did a chart for me and oh my goodness. I read that chart and I was so angry. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, I, I'm a cancer and I'm a water person and I'm a water goddess. What do you mean I have all this fire? And I don't want this stupid fire, stupid rude fire. I don't want this in my <laughs> Which made me laugh too. You know, I was like, why am I so resistant to this? Why am I so resistant to this? And I really just found this way of looking at charts and, and the ancient mystery ways, because I've, I've studied ancient Egypt for a very long time, and their their teachings and, you know, their ways of doing things, and this goes back to that. And I thought, mm, if I'm really fighting this chart, then I'm not really agreeing with what I said I believed in. Mm. So I opened up to learning more about the archetypes. And the one, it wasn't Aries that had me going so much. It was my Mercury communication style of Leo. And I was mm. like, I, hate, I don't like lions. Oh, they're, they're bullies and I don't like lions. But the more I, I started learning about it and the more I realized, you know, it's about creation. And also, um, with Leo, Leo's going to take over and and direct people. Leo is like a great stage director. Well, mm-hmm. the, the more pieces to direct, the, the happier Leo is. But Leo is not doing it from a selfish, I'm on center stage, look at me. Right. Leo is doing it for the benefit of the pride. Leo will say, we're going out hunting tonight. This is where we are going. This is how we're going to do it. This is how the team works. And we're doing it my way because... I have the experience, and I know how this works, and I know how you guys work. So it, it, it's done from from that viewpoint. And Leos are also very charismatic, and um, so then when I started thinking about it, you know, Nikki, you just said, "Tell the story," because you always have great stories. That's a Leo characteristic. You do. That's a Leo oh, yeah. characteristic, and. And a lot of times when I would be telling those stories or telling the jokes and being, you know, that's being center stage, sometimes I would think that maybe I was just doing it to get attention. 
you know, mm-hmm. am I needy and am I looking for attention? But now I realize that's not it at all. You know, I'm, it, I'm not doing it from a needy. I'm doing it because this is me. Not only that, right. but it's, it's fun. Because mm-hmm. I do it, I do it when I tell those stories, I want to see the expression on the other person's face. I want to hear the expression in your voice when I'm talking to you. You know, so it's not just listening to my own voice. I want that interaction. I love the power in how you're explaining this, Annette. Thank you. It just opens up huge windows for me. And I just kept exploring and exploring. And then I happened to do a chart for somebody. I was a newborn. I, she was only three weeks old at the time. And I thought it would be the coolest thing. You know, let's see how this goes. And then I did it for her grandmother. And then, you know, Nikki. And, and on and on. And, and the more I started delving into other people's charts, the more, of course, I had to learn about the archetypes instead of just my own. I had to go out there and, and learn about the other archetypes. So that's pretty much how I did it. And it's just fascinating to me. There's more to learn, and I'm always, always enjoying you know, learning more about it and learning from the other um, astrological methods, too, such as, as, the, um, as the eclipse energy and things like that. And, Nikki, you also asked me about the nodes. Um, yes. These are lunar nodes, and a lot like the eclipses, they're going to run in a 19-year cycle. The moon runs pretty much in a 19-year cycle. Wow. Um, yeah. And before I even say that, this is the coolest thing. Anybody um, who is nearing 57, or if you haven't hit 57 yet, write this down. Your birthday, your 57th birthday the moon will be in the same phase and the same place in the sky as it was when you were born. Whoa. Really? Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. How amazing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I get to experience that this year. So you bet on my birthday this year, I'm going to be out there going, what do you look like? <laughs> what, uh-huh. When's your birthday? Out? What did my birthday look like? Um, my birthday, uh, uh, July 14th. Ah, oh, yay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I never even knew about you on July 14th. Yeah. What was that? I never, never heard about that, though, being the exact same position when you're 57. Yeah, I just learned that. the day you were born. Wow. I just learned that. Isn't that cool? That is. That is. Now, now what I've heard about nodal astrology, there's the South Node, Dragon's Tail, I think it's called, and mm-hmm. then there's the North Node. And I know with Western astrology, what you did, you reversed it. And so some astrologers, um, like Kim Falconer, she does discuss, like, South Node is where you've been and North Node is where you're going to. But she doesn't place 100% emphasis on the notes. I know some astrologers, like with Maria, Maria Lissette and her friend, they don't even t- discuss notes. But I know some of them who just, that's the only thing that they focus on. Can you give us the significance of the nodal astrology and what, what's a little bit different about how you approach it as opposed to traditional Western methods? Because it made a difference for me. Yeah, it did as to where, because that's, that's the only time in this type of astrology where we're looking at houses instead of what's high. Yeah. It's the north and south node. And south node is 
where you came from, your your tribe of origin, shall we say. Um, mm -hmm. um, and actually, it's not your tribe of origin. That's going to be your past specialty. So your moon is your tribe of origin, and then the south node is going to be the specialty within that, or your job within that tribe. And the north node is going to be um, where you're headed, specialty, where you're headed. So let me let me explain that a little bit more because it I, it got really quiet even within my own head going what <laughs> <laughs> if if we're going to look at this part of the chart as a resume your moon is going to be your past training or even your past tribe and your south node is going to be the specialty within that. So that's going to be, you've been there, you've done that, you know, you, got, you know this stuff. You know this stuff. And a lot of those things can show up in, in early childhood up to like puberty. Your rising sign is the direction your soul is flowing towards. This is the new thing that you're going to be learning in this lifetime, what you came here to learn. And your north node will be the specialty within that mm, okay. if that makes sense so a lot of people say oh I'm here as a such and such well that's you're here to learn to be that so you're not going to get it right straight out of the gate oh, okay this is something that you're exploring That's where we get into the life is a journey type <laughs> of statement. You're, you're learning, you're exploring that specialty within the tribe in the modern day. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It gets deep, you know, each time we discuss it. I mean, like I said, it's just extraordinary, uh, extraordinarily complex. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's very cool. And um, the nodes are going to show up. They're going to look like horseshoes. Mm -hmm. And at first I got confused because I worked with horses. When people say right side up horseshoes to me, it's an upside down horseshoe. <laughs> if you look at the curve of the horseshoe, it's going to be pointing in the direction it's coming from. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. So the curved... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the curved end is uh -huh. up, then it's your north node. It's, curved, it's going to be pointing south of uh -huh. your south node. Okay. That was one way I figured it out. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you for figuring it out for us. Oh, yeah. You're quite welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Annette. So if someone wanted to get a reading uh, with you, what is it that they need to prepare on their end? Obviously, besides calling you and setting up an appointment. And what is it on their end that, um, is there anything on their end that they need to do? Um, yes. Definitely um, name. And it doesn't have to be a birth name. This is just so that, you know, I, I can have your chart won't get lost. <laughs> mm -hmm. To have your name. Um and your your birth date, your birth time, if you have it, AM or PM, and your birthplace. 
if for some reason I have a very good friend um, who was adopted and he doesn't trust the birth certificate that he's got, okay. Um, so we're, we we don't do a time for him. We can still run a lot of information. We're just not going to be able to get the south node and the north node. Okay. But that okay. we can still figure out where the where the soul is flowing through the um, the path of Jupiter. Okay. Okay. Coolness. <laughs> I can. I'm. I'm hearing all these little wheels turning. <laughs> they are turning. They are turning. It's, they are it's turning. Fascinating. I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I. I feel like I need another nap. I do. <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> And you go look at some clouds, and then I need to, like, pack it up and just take a nap. <laughs> Dulcie, where is Taurus in your chart? Um, I'm sun. Okay. Sun and Taurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, moon and Capricorn, Taurus rising, and mm-hmm. uh, there's probably Taurus somewhere else, but, you know, mm-hmm. I... Mm-hmm. I, and uh, he, I couldn't that, say right now. That is actually one of a more famous line that Taurus will say, let me nap on this. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like my naps. Uh, it was never a problem to get me to take a nap as a child. Um, and I, still, I still feel that it's a very important um, ritual. Uh, and and yeah. it is, especially for you. Especially for you, because a Taurus is, um, some people think, well, you know, they've been said to be stubborn, or it takes them forever to make a decision. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But the thing is, uh, they're not stubborn. What they're doing is they're digesting information. They're literally bringing all that information into their bodies, integrating it into their bodies. And they Absolutely. really don't act on something until it's fully integrated. Mm-hmm. You got it. We need to nap in order to integrate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about Taurus is once they learn something, I mean, it's like cellular, they don't forget. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. You're right. Right on. Right on. Mm-hmm. Oh, Annette, it has been a joy. <gasps> Thank to, you. Um, to hear your voice and to just you've brought so much information in into my consciousness that I do I literally do have to do some integration time and I've been mm-hmm. taking little notes and going oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh um, <laughs> I'm I just appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today uh, oh. and I, are there any more questions that anyone has for Annette? I don't have any. I just want to say thank you so much, Annette. Uh, You know, you and I have known each other for a long time, and I'm just so excited to to see you go on this path. And, you know, just thank you for, you know, being the first uh, guest that we have on our show. And I'm just so delighted, and we're all honored, and we're all grateful to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. I love the questions. We're awesome. Thank you. And I love, as Nikki saying, we know each other for a long time, and I love, yeah. I love the interaction. We get to see each other grow and evolve and mm-hmm. be happier, and, and it's, 
it's marvelous. It's just marvelous. <laughs> uh, I just love your heart, Annette. You have such such a big heart and such a sense of compassion and such a sense of uh, you just put so much, you create so much ease in these places that are so mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> and, and kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that, how you... You demystify and you hold up the lantern and you point you point the way to loving ourselves and loving each other and making it easier easier on each other and easier for everybody else on the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think everybody needs needs a good dose of a net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Last. So if some if someone wants to um, set up an appointment with you, how how would they do that again? Um, just refresh us in case someone needs to get out their, their pencil and their post-it note and write the information down again. Certainly. The email is cheetah, big cat cheetah, vibe, spelled C-H-E-T-E, start again, C H. E E T A H V I B E at gmail dot com. Or you can reach me by phone at four eight zero four two zero nine two zero six. Oh thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. you are very welcome. What a wonderful mm. way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Yay. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. I, uh, we appreciate your time, and we appreciate you being first. You are the initiator. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and many, many blessings and many more happy interviews for you, too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your blessing. Excellent. (laughs) You have a very good uh, chemistry between you all, and it was a pleasure having those questions come in from your different perspectives. It was wonderful. And you know we'd love to have you back again, too, because you know there's other aspects, too, like how we can utilize this with location and love and all that. So, Love all right. Back again. All right. It's it's a plan. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, thank you right. for your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we right. love you, Annette. Oh, I love thank you, you too. Thank you so much, Annette. Thank you. <laughs> all righty. You all have a most wonderful day. Thank you, dear. All right. You, you well. too. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Y'all have a good thank one. You. Okay. Bye. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.